So what all happened last session? Let's say my notes aren't helpful for this because we barely got through any of them. <laughs> my brain for some reason got stuck on Edgar. Like I had written just his first name later down and I'm like, there's a person named Edgar here? That's very... <laughs> Such a normal name is odd in this case. So we had to switch the license plate info with the ship. Everyone but Maria and Ty are basically on the bounty. So they're the only ones that can leave. The price went up on the bounty. And now there's other parties who are also one AS, but more to get a leg up on Trigger. A leg up or a fuck you. The being that was talking to us, they're called the Guardians. What they know can't be accessed. Oh, and Farida and Vi found the agent connected to her record label. Edgar Gandry. What was it? He doesn't work with many artists. Farida has his business email, and she sent him... It was a short video, correct? I think it was not him, but the company he works for. Yeah, it was his account through the business. That was what she sent the video to. He was in a scandal, but the case fell through. The allegations were in response to someone being turned down. There's no new information about Farida's song, except it was teased in her social media. Someone on the Alliance side found it, cleaned it up a lot, realized it was hers, and it made it through all of the checkpoints it has to go through to get out of just someone's social media account, which when you're really big, that's a lot of checkpoints. Vi told Tally about that because Vi thinks it's quite possible, if not very likely, that the person who found the news about Farida's, like, quote-unquote death at the Federation saw the song, downloaded it, and quickly went behind a firewall. That firewall is just the bait of Tally's existence. Yeah, that's part of why Vi told her about it, just so that Tally could go in through the back, as it were. Tilvish kept having to physically drag Tali away from the comms room because she's just like, no, you need a break. You're, you were swearing and throwing things. You need a break. Hey, I almost got it! There was, let's see, one thing that Vi found weird is that Edgar meets with people before he represents them. But he obviously didn't do that with Farida. Vi couldn't find his email or much about the Federation knowing about her. I think there were some people on the Federation side, just like random people asking where she is. Where Vi is? No, where Farida is. Okay, Farida. Okay, yeah. A couple people just like asking for more information on like, are you sure she's there? That she's still in the Federation? Some people that don't actually believe she was on the ship and do, don't think she's actually dead, maybe. Mm. Okay. Also, want to clarify, definitely was not anyone related to her asking that. Okay. I don't think her parents have posted anything online about it. Better not. <laughs> Otherwise, Vi's gonna be a little aggravated. That just makes things harder. Oh, well, just the situation in general. Yeah. Okay, and then after that, Anima and Vi spoke. 
Anima wanted Vi to know that she was there for her if she needed someone. Vi told Anima a little bit about her family. There was character growth. Yes, it was. It was a very touching moment. It was beautiful. I was just sitting there like, oh, wow. And then we had Dream after <laughs> that. And Yes. Mm-hmm. Only one thing got it interjected. It was slightly unsettling having creepy laughter in your nightmares, but that's a creepy dream too, so. It's, yeah, it's not ideal in any way. But that that laugh has always been there. Okay. Sometimes it's loud or other times it's not as loud, but it's it's been there. I think I have a question I'm going to need to ask you later about that then, but okay. So in the next morning, turns out there's a buyer for the engine. Buyer is Paragon Industries. And then Vi sort of incited that Spectre got a clue about what happened. Probably about Jen. And then it's good news. Or at least an answer. Or an answer. Okay. And then she tried to remember what happened that day because she's going to do more research. But I think that's it. Yeah. I had plans. They just got shoved back to this session because I was like, this is kind of beautiful and I want to let it keep going. Also, do you like have an actual, can, can I see the vice conspiracy board for the bounty? Is this? Yeah, it's, I just got to the circus actually. I kind of forgot about it, but yeah, it's actually just in bullet list form. Nice. Yeah, but the fact that it's like over half a page and I just got to the circus and with like the artisans <laughs> it may be a few pages but yeah it's fine Vi's writing down everyone they've interacted with for the past three or four days right because it hasn't been that long since the circus yeah Vi's uh Vi's having a bit of a time she is putting like what probability these situations are so it's She's not fully grasping at straws, but she is wanting more information now about this. Yeah. If there's nothing in particular anyone wants to do in the hour before you guys get to Paragon, we might just jump ahead to that. Because I feel like we could also really get easily get sidetracked, and I'm kind of excited about Paragon Industries. I've had fun with this. Vi's just going to work on the growing list of probabilities. Probably muttering to herself and making people slightly concerned, but it's fine. We were uh, working on fixing up my old armor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're also doing that. Getting that stripped down, because you have other armor you can borrow in the meantime that's better and less questionable quality. Because it's made for people who are not viewed as, like, mass- produced easy to replace so you are all on your way to paragon industries spectra has all these stealth protocols activated to keep anyone from noticing them she has this ship flying in lanes where she could easily blend in with everything else she's got the new docking number in place probably not the most legal move but it's fine because her brother doesn't care he's not using the ship she could use the docking number It's probably fine. Better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah. 
So Paragon Industries, like they have several different locations. The location you're going to is one that's in between shifts and it's not docked on a planet. It's free floating in a planet's orbit. And how things work with a lot of different research stations and the Alliance is they have different cycles. There will be some cycles where they have a lot of people working on a lot of things at the same time. And then they have cycles where it's only just certain crews working on more long-term projects. So they're currently in a lower cycle. So there's not as many people, but there are still all the security measures there as well as the all the securities monitored internally. This in particular is one of their places where they work or keep an eye on experimental technologies just to see how it's going and how they want to progress with things. And it's also near a relatively well-traveled gas station because the Opal Star needs more fuel, so that's going to be the next stop. But first off, you arrive at Paragon Industries. The docking goes smoothly. It's bigger and it has two wings to it, but when you look at it, it looks like one of the wings is currently not when people ask about that, Spectra will explain the fact that it's in a low cycle, but they're about to shift into a higher cycle in the next couple of days. So that's kind of why this is happening now, because it also take a couple of days for the thing to get processed, so make it less obvious to people when exactly you were there. She's had high drop-offs from people before. When you get there, the ship docks and everyone is able to exit. The docking bay is a little bit more cluttered than some of the ones you've seen in the past, but there's not necessarily a lot of people. Looks like there's a couple of projects and perhaps upgrades going on in different parts, some of which are being run by Automaton, and one of which is being run by an individual. He's kind of off in a corner, and you swear he's got an extra set of arms that appear to be entirely mechanical. Hmm... And he's just working on doing something over in the corner. Spectra and Tali are going to come with you while Ty and Maria stay on the ship. Well, Ty might come off and stand near the ship. Farida, I know you have your face on most likely, but how is everyone else going into this? Armed? Wearing anything different? What are y'all doing? Did Spectra or Tally give us any sort of information about this? Like, are there security protocols that we have to go through? There are a couple, but it's mostly a scan to make sure you don't have any biological contaminants on you. Anything that could prove problematic for people's health. Things like that. Nothing that's liable to explode. It's okay to have some weaponry on you, but not heavy weaponry because they understand having some security with you, they're okay with that. You just can't bring, like, a machine gun with you, because that's a little much. But it's going to be pretty quiet. You'll probably have an armed escort, just because it's a research and development lab. They need to make sure you don't touch anything you're not supposed to. But for the most part, you'll be walking with the engine to the place where it's going to have all the initial testing done, and then eventually be cataloged into the system. And... Then sign some non-disclosure agreements, because this could become proprietary technology. Just basically don't go running around blasting everywhere that, oh hey, we found this. If you have any scans, you can't really blast them all over the place, but 
often with something like this, the people who do the delivery will get access to like prototypes or maybe get a discount on technology developed off of what they learned from the item. It works well for everyone. Some legal jargon, but mostly straightforward. And all the security is handled and monitored internally. I would say Vi probably goes in with all her stuff, but that's just a normal thing for her usually. I guess the most obvious weapon would be the saber, so if anyone says anything about that, then she would possibly leave it. They're, I think for the most part, they're fine with you having that. They just politely request that you be careful to not accidentally bump into anything when you're in certain crowded areas, especially if you're in a lab, just because you don't want to break anything that might cause weird reactions. Okay. They have security protocols in place, which really rather not have that happen because it's a bit of a nightmare getting that to shut down. Yeah, then Vi'll try to make sure that her saber in its uh, sheath is more vertical, just so it doesn't hit anything behind her. Have your hand on it, on the hilt, and like have it adjusted so it's staying lined up with your leg. Yeah, yeah, more like that, yeah. They have no problem with that. The drones aren't flying. They're not visible. Are they just in your pockets, but they're with you? Palms. Actually, Anima, hmm. roll me wisdom. Okay. 17. A lot of the information about how things work here, and they also tell you a little bit more about the company. But as they're explaining, like, the protocols and stuff, you nod along, because it all makes sense to you. It's stuff you've heard before, and you don't know if you've worked with Paragon in the past, but you know you've worked with companies that handle things in similar ways. You remember learning it in class, but also you remember you've worked with research companies. Because Paragon, it's mostly tech-based, but they do have some different biological things going on. With R&D, it's a lot more expanded, the things that they look at but not all the things that they research end up becoming products that they sell. Some of the things that they research just end up getting sold to another company that maybe is more suited or has more of a focus in that area. But it's a thing that happens where just it's like, well, we don't know what to do with this. Do you want it? (laughs) Yeah, so parts of this feel rather familiar to you. Okay. So they do the quick scan and go through all the other security measures, ask some questions. Basically, do you intend to take anything from the lab? Do you intend to cause any harm? Wrote questions that they have to ask before letting you in. It's like you understand you can't take pictures and share anything here. And there's this device that you feel like is looking at you the whole time. But unless one of you intends on stealing either technology or information, you have no trouble passing all of that. I have a quick thing. Before we go, I would like to do a perception. I don't know if it would be perception or an investigation. Check on the one person in the dock. There's a couple of people and there's a couple of games that meet you. Are you referring to the four-armed individual in the corner? Yes. Okay. Roll perception and tell me what you're trying to perceive. Okay, that's that's not too bad. I got a 14. Okay. 
which is still lower than passive, but it's fine. Mainly, she just wants to see if the person is actually doing a task or is more... This may actually not be perception, technically. If they are doing a task or if they're just sort of... Trying to look busy? Yeah. That could probably count as insight, but with that role, it looks like he's in the middle of taking something apart and putting it back together, and he's very focused on it. Alright. Let me see if... Spectre notices you looking over, and she follows your line of sight. She's like, huh, I thought he would be harder to find. One second, I'll be right back. And she walks over to the individual. Until I looks over, and like, oh, I didn't know he was working here. Sweet, we're gonna get our engineer back. Okay. It's an old friend of yours. That's good. Yeah. His name is Lex. He's cool. Not the most talkative. Just kind of let him do his thing. He's an absolute genius, though. He's the one that's usually in charge of engineering, so... I enjoy being in engineering. He's better at it. We weren't entirely sure where exactly he went when we went undercover, so... Yeah, I've missed having him in the engine room because there's a lot of things that need to be updated and some of it's a little over what I'm capable of. That's good. I just wanted to keep aware of any potential unpleasant surprises. So, I'm glad that you two know him. Oh yeah, he's great. Just, if he has the door shut, knock first. He might not let you into engineering, but we'll let you know. Okay. He can be particular. What was his name again? Lex. Spectra walks over and stands there for a second, and he kind of looks up, and they have a brief conversation, and she gestures back to the ship. He nods and starts finishing up what he's doing with two arms while, like, pulling a piece of paper out of his pocket, waving down someone else and, like, handing it to them. And then when he's finished <laughs> with what he's doing, you just see he gets up and walks over to a door off to the side, which is labeled Engineer's Quarters, and disappears into there. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say this. I had this image that what he gave them was like an I quit. A little piece of paper saying I quit and just giving it to them. So that means he had it on his person for who knows how long. Okay, continue. Sorry. I mean, it was more nicely phrased than that. But it was basically say it was basically like a slip of paper saying, I am returning back to my main job. Bye. Spectra so comes back and is like, I'll be on the ship and probably elbows deep in engineering by the time we're ready to leave. Awesome. It'll be nice to have him back, but we might need to kind of one person at a time introduce y'all to him. Alright. As you say that, you see he walks back out and he's got two bags slung over his mechanical arms and another one slung over his back and he just walks onto the ship. <laughs> I've been trying to find a good way to introduce him and I'm like, finally! Yay! Because <laughs> also now Farida has another engineer friend. Hooray. I look forward to getting to know him. He'll warm up to you in time. I still am working on his personality. And his voice. He's pretty cool. Yeah, so after all of the basic security questions and protocols are done, they give you disclaimers about 
don't touch anything that has this in it, don't touch anything that has this in it, all the basics. If this starts going on, here's what you do. A whole spiel. Might seem unnecessary, but it's one of those. You gotta do it. Okay, so... Where is it? So I was like, oh yeah, one second. <laughs> she darts back to the ship and like sticks her head in the door and you hear her yelling for Ty. And the person talking to you... Yeah, I'm gonna say she's Eldori, looks older, hair pulled back into a ponytail, wearing not quite a lab coat, also not quite workers' coveralls, but like somewhere in the middle. I don't know what their uniforms look like, but there's a pretty standard uniform. So she gestures for one or two of the extra people to go and help move the engine, and it takes them a couple of minutes, unless. Would y'all like to help move the engine? I'll help. I mean, I can. Yeah, I'll help. I keep on forgetting that I actually have strength. I mean, it wasn't super heavy, and you'll have Ty helping you this time. It was mostly just awkward. It's like something about like the weight and the materials. Just Your brain's still trying to do the math on what it could be made of or how it works. Alright, so... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make you roll anima, because you'll have enough hands able to help you get the engine out of Cargo Bay. Tully has to help get all of the straps and stuff off of it, so you can actually lift it. And as you take it off of the ship, the Eldori woman who... Uh, hang on, I did not name her. She introduces herself as Doral Remby. And she is basically kind of like a site manager, and she will also explain again that they are currently in a low cycle, keeping an eye on a few of the long-term projects while other researchers take some time to rest and work on some stuff planet-side, and it's all pretty standard procedure. She swipes a card and enters a code at a door that leads into the hall. Do y'all have any questions for her? No, this is her place. If she feels compelled to tell us anything in particular, but Verda's not going to press. Specialists are specialists because they know the thing. Anyone else curious about things? Maybe. Well, yeah. So, Manager Remkini, is there a specific field of experimentation at this site, or is it more general or different stages of development are in different sites. Oh, please, call me Doral. It makes me feel stuffy when you call me Manager Remney. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. No, I'm done. We do study a wide variety of things. A lot of it is focusing on substances that we still maybe don't know as much about, as well as adopting new technologies often whenever we purchase a research project from another company. We will house it here while we do some preliminary tests, study it, learn more about it, verify that all the information is correct and up to date, and then we move it on to another place. Naturally, I can't give more details on what we have going on here. Most of the work at Paragon Industries deals with technology and robotics of different kinds, but we also have some research into different biological studies as well. Do you publish many papers? Actually, this is more of an out-of-character question. 
Do these people publish any white papers about the technology they're researching? I'm sure they do. Okay, because I bet you Farida has read at least one. Yeah, you might have come across their name a couple times in your research, but you weren't able to get a lot of information on them. Oh, about them specifically? Probably not. But regarding robotics and the other engineering stuff that she does, she probably has encountered some stuff from them. Yes. So then Farida will probably respond, Oh yes, I read some of your work. Oh really? Are you interested in the robotics or the biological side? For me, the kind of blends, and she'll open her hand and gesture, and tails will trail behind her hand, and he'll kind of wave before he, like, sticks back <laughs> to her hand. Um, it, it's kind of uh, a blending for me. I find myself to be more of a generalist. I understand that, and you see a little one crawl up on his shoulder and kind of waves before just kind of crawling back. Aw. So, Doral, the biological side, is that more in dealing with the sort of integration between uh, robotics or technology and the biological self? I understand you can't give many details, but I'm just curious. That is generally what we lean towards, but also sometimes whenever something is created by a company that maybe is not quite capable of moving forward with it or understanding what it is that they've created. Sometimes we will take it in to study it and figure out where to go with it, or if it just needs to be dumped in the incinerator. We try and avoid that, just in case there's a form of sentience, but sometimes people mess with things they're not supposed to. Like, this was several years ago, there was, someone was trying to find a way to extend the lives of Ashenforged. It didn't work, but it did work on all the races in ways that were unfortunate and tend to lead to insanity, odd mutations, and most of the time they died, even if it wasn't the way they were supposed to. So that's one way to not do it. Yes, it, it got shut down rather quickly, but not before it got into the black market. Oh yeah, that stuff is terrible. We've had to try and shut down a couple of those operations, but... <sighs> it's it's scary what people will do to themselves to live forever. Yes, Elysium is rather incredibly problematic. And what people will do to get it is perhaps more disturbing at times. And she called the compound... Elysium. Absolutely a black market thing. That is not good. But there are some people who just decide they need to live longer, and it doesn't work well. Does anyone else have questions about things that they want to ask? Not particularly. It's nice to know that these folks are based out here, but they have multiple other bases, so... There are quite a few companies that tend to be scattered about, even the company that Elvisar worked for has a couple of bases. Because they also have mm -hmm. a couple of different production lines. Mm -hmm. She's leading you through the halls, talking about different things. Some of it's boilerplate, some of it's newer things that have come out, or mentioning a general thing about a white paper that will be coming out in the future. Nothing that hasn't already been made public, because NDAs are a thing, but just kind of sharing more information. I imagine Farida's paying rather close attention. 
as you're walking down this hall, who all's looking around, because a lot of the walls are glass, there's a lot of doors with windows in them. Assuming that any of the glass that is high, that is blocking us from things that are proprietary, Farida is probably very clearly goosenecking, <laughs> absorbing everything she can. Vi's definitely looking around. Also, part of the NDA that you're going to have to sign is you can't say anything about things you see. Like, if you see anything, you can't talk about it, but you can still be curious. And there's a lot I can learn by just looking. Exactly. Anima, are you also looking around to see if anything feels familiar? Not really. If there's anything that's shiny or distracting and attention-grabbing, I might look at it, but I'm not intentionally staring at stuff. Well, so you're just kind of like looking around as you walk. So give me those perception checks. Uh, 21. Nice. Ooh. So I rolled a four, so it's 10, unless you want to do passive. Anima's just distracted occasionally by shiny things. By you, you do see quite a lot of robotics. Some of the rooms, there's people, like, you can tell they're doing tests with different automatons. There's also a couple of automatons in the hallway acting as security guards. It looks like the ones that are being tested in the rooms, maybe they're being upgraded or maybe it's, like, it's a newer version. You don't get a lot of information, but you're able to see and at least have the visual memory of a couple of different, like, tech things going on, even if you don't fully grasp everything that's going on. It looks interesting. Some of it looks cool. Ferda, you notice and are probably making mental notes of everything. Mm-hmm. Because you can. So roll me just straight intelligence to see how much of this you remember. 19. You are learning a lot today, and part of your brain is like, here's how I could implement this in suit stuff, but like, also I could do this with this thing. You're studying the automatons to get ideas for, like, different kinds of shieldings and stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, you notice one of the labs seems to have a little bit higher security on it, and some of it looks like it's been put in place rather recently, not, like, within the last couple of weeks, but, like, it's newer addition probably put in there within the past couple of months. And through the windows, you can see there's information on the walls about, like, biological and rules about don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Mm -hmm. But occasionally you can see part of the glass is fog, so you aren't able to see a lot, but you can kind of see like the top of what looks like specialized containers that are see-through. And occasionally you see something moving in those containers. Any indication on if that's biological or machine? Definitely not machine. It seems to be far too fluid, and some of it wiggles around, others seems to be smacking the top. Alright, seems kind of sus. I wrote down biological trickery. Is there a more specific detail that you need me to write down so that I know it? <laughs> Aside from the fact that it is very fluid, and some of it seems to be intent on things. There's a couple that it looks like it's trying to get out. It's not succeeding, but it's trying. Right. In the warnings, or near where warnings are posted about biological contaminants or whatever is going on, is there any cleanup kit or emergency response kit that is visible there that would delineate the assumed response to anything going wrong in this room? 
a lot of the notes look handwritten, but you're able to see if substance gets out, activate security particles, lock down the door, give vengeance. If orange substance gets out, keep all machinery out of the room. There are some mention of possible containment units in the supply closet, which is next door to it, but they're experimental. Love notes about don't get it on you. Approach with caution. Not personally useful to Farida, but very much useful to know the kind of situation that one might need to avoid being in. Okay, cool. And there is something on the wall about fact that this is something that they're not keeping and they are planning on getting rid of they are just waiting to find how how to get rid of it sentient nuclear waste got it that is to say it's hard to get rid of yeah there might be a couple of like where people wrote notes on it saying note self kill the idiot that made this (laughs) and in regards to the systems that need to stay on are there any systems that need to stay on that are narratively relevant. That is to say, something that, for example, suppresses whatever it is that is in this, like a life support system that's like drugging it out, or some... The systems that need to stay on are relevant. Which ones are they? Rule investigation. Well, 11. There is a note about keeping the temperature below a certain amount. So you gather that might be keeping it less active, making sure the locks stay engaged, because it might be mentioned that the lab has a way of, if something gets out, they can just vent a room, but has to make sure it's in there and that certain security seals are in place. Room venting is assumed to work on this thing. We'll see. (laughs) Hope it doesn't survive in space. Who knows? Throw it in a black hole. (laughs) That's probably the best solution to this thing, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. I would assume that since it can infect machinery, actually taking it to a black hole is problematic. I guess it would depend on how you define machinery. Dino would have been specifically referring to make sure it doesn't get near the automata security guards. Prime example. If that thing gets into navigation, you're done. But if you have it in a capsule and then launch the capsule into the black hole, then you're fine. Yes. As long as that capsule doesn't have any jet propulsion at all. I mean, just get it beyond, what is it, the event horizon, you won't need it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeet. <laughs> like <laughs> the ultimate form of yeet. So, are you going to say anything about it or ask any questions? I won't say anything out loud, and mental missive does require some type of magical doohickey from me. So instead, I'm going to puppet Heads, who has not been seen so far, to go over to my computer. And he's going to start typing on my computer without pulling up the interface. And he's going to send a message to the people that are relevant that wouldn't open their mouths. So (laughs) Spectra, (laughs) uh, Anima, and Vilina. And Tally is going to stay in the dark. Because, yeah, like, that's just perfectly reasonable, I think. I like her a lot, but... She's excitable. For that specific reason, I'm not going to say anything. Just a light notification. 
kind of taking note of everything that I've seen for future reference in case anything happens, we are split up, and people need to have this information. Spectre puts her hand where her simulated is, but she doesn't immediately pull it out. Mm -hmm. The title line says, for future reference. Don't open now. So Vi and Anima, do y'all pull out your phones to look at this? Do you have ways to know what the title of the message is without having to pull out everything? I would say if Vi has her glasses on, yes. Yeah, Vi, yes, Anima, no. No. If it's only one person doing it, it's way less sus, so. Question about my sunglasses. Are they always, like, tinted dark, or maybe are they more like the transition where, like, it gets lighter so it looks a little less weird that you're walking around with sunglasses on? Yeah, I would say that there's probably a couple different modes to where, yeah, it's like she could probably manually flick them or switch them, and then there's probably a sort of automatic mode. She would definitely have something to make sure that people can't see, they can't read what she's reading. There's probably technology where unless they're looking really close, they can't particularly see it, but I also imagine like you maybe have like different color tints because mm -hmm. sometimes different tinted glasses helps with different visual things, like light sensitivity, so I had that idea, just wanted to run that by you, so... Yeah. Yeah, so you have something like that. So you are able to see it. Anima, what do you do as your sim unit buzzes? I pull it out to check the message. If you see that title, what do you do? Are you even trying to hide it? Am I trying to hide it? I don't think I'm trying to hide it. I just got... I got a text. What happened? Well, she's distracted. She's in the middle of a spiel, so she doesn't notice. What was the title? I missed it. For future reference, open later. Okay, so I'll just stick it back in my pocket. Okay. And you all continue on. You get to a room at the end of the hallway. So just as you're walking in, roll me perception and we'll see what you see. 21 again. I got a 17. What'd you get, Anima? 19. So as you look around, this definitely feels like it's a storage space for projects that have yet to be assessed, taken for testing and so forth. So you see the Tomasaw security guard in the corner. They're kind of everywhere, except for in the room with the mysterious stuff in it. There's not one in that room. There's just one across from that room. All right. All right. There's some odds and ends. A couple things that look vaguely like they're made of some similar materials to the engine you have, and you're directed towards an empty place to put it. And you set it on the table, she clicks a couple buttons, and a transparent shield pops over it. And it looks like it's scanning, and she explains that it's used for assessing items, getting the basic information. It is their first step in figuring out what this is, how it works, and how they can use it for future production. It also keeps it safe and scrubs any foreign contaminants, so if they ever tried to use it, there's nothing on there that would make it go wonky. And there's a couple other things that look to be similar material, but they're smaller and definitely look like they have different purposes. There are some things that look like prototypes from other companies that they brought in and they just haven't assessed yet because it's 
been a low quarter, so anything that comes in kind of gets put in here and, and then gradually work through in the order it came in. But when more people arrive in the next day or so, then it'll be able to go much faster. Hmm. Nice. So, any questions or anyone doing anything in particular? Not really. Mostly minding my own business, but paying attention to everything around me. Yeah, I would say Vi's alert, but not necessarily... Hmm. Yeah, I can't think what she would investigate, so... Did Vi read the whole message, even if it said read it later? Ooh, that's a good question. Or at least start reading part of it. Just kind of a, what are you talking about, Farida? I would say, since she would have had her glasses on and no one else would have been able to read it at the time... She probably would have read at least part of it, because, yeah, what could be for future reference could be, uh, future minutes. So, yeah, fair enough, yeah. I would she was very vague of about the timing. She yeah. did not say for, yeah. like, a year from now. She said for, uh, future reference only. So, yeah, yeah, okay, I would say if I would read at least part of it. Fiona, did you start with what you noticed? Yes, I would start with what I noticed, the first line of the message is, this is being sent to only the people which are in this current party. Nobody outside the facility. Then continuing on. Because Farida is used to living in a police state and assumes that this message is basically public knowledge to everybody that has available, that has wireless access to her. That's fair. The Federation's not a nice place. Yeah. No. Is there any mention that Tally's not included in this? You could probably read it in the receipt. People who have received the message. Okay, yeah. There's no, like, direct mention of, like, I didn't send this to Tally. You just, if you look for her, you just don't see her name. Okay, yeah, after seeing that first line, Vi would probably look up and scan it. Just to, like, see who the recipients were. Okay. I feel like Tally's been chattering away back and forth excitedly, using this as a chance to catch up on... Oh, hey, I get to talk to someone from Paragon, so what all have y'all been doing? Mm-hmm. So she's having a good time. She's just like, ooh, I've never gotten to be in one of these labs before. So how are you reacting to this information about suspicious materials? She wouldn't say anything. I would say probably at most you would see a slight narrowing of the eyes. But she does that to everything, though. <laughs> yeah, like, squid suspiciously. That is one of her default states. <laughs> so she would probably then actually, while we were in the rooms, trying to look like she was casually looking for anything that would be like biologic. Aside from the people in the room, there's nothing biological in the room you're in. Okay, that would probably talk to Doral. I see that this is where a lot of the yet-to-be-tested experiments are. Are the biologic ones usually given, like, a higher priority? Since, as you've spoken before, some of them require disposal than further testing or development. A big part of that depends on the situation in which we received the the biological product. Sometimes it's sold from another company that they're We don't have the resources to take this further. Perhaps you do. Sometimes it's because we don't have the best containment for this. Those get a little higher priority because they can cause 
issues. So we do tend to deal with those faster. This sometimes the people create something that's not particularly stable and we want to get that dealt with quickly. We definitely want to make sure what happens if this thing falls apart. Is it dangerous? Do we just need to suck all the air out of the room? Do we need to burn it? Do we need to find some way to get it into a black hole? That last one does not happen very often, but we do have protocols in place. Those sound like really fun protocols. (laughs) Is that in character? (laughs) Yeah, probably. The more specific thing that she would say is, uh, that sounds like the preparations of somebody who has, or a company who has had to deal with such issues in the past firsthand. Is this true? I can't speak to specifics, of course, but there have well, been situations where things proved to be volatile and we've had to adapt protocols on the spot. We also learn from other companies who deal with potentially dangerous materials because. Sometimes you have to deal with something dangerous to know how to treat the adverse effects of it, but it can be... It's a delicate process. Very true. And certainly a learning experience if one ever has to deal with it. Hopefully, you nor us will ever have to deal with such a thing. Anna, can I have another wisdom? It's a four. Anna's over here fighting an entire battle with her past self. It's just the same level of, yeah, this, this makes sense. But nothing specific comes to mind. Does anyone else have questions? No, besides being very ominous, Farida's, you know, walking and talking. You have eyes looking around, and there's nothing really going on. She'll probably read the email and sort of bits and pieces to not look too suspicious or out of place. Roll me performance... And I'll give you advantage, because I'm pretty sure that's why you have those glasses, is so you can read stuff without people noticing. This is fairly standard operating procedure, I feel. Yay! I got a nat 20, so it's a 21, but still. Yay! Okay, there you go. No one notices. No one has, like, the slightest clue. You're just kind of sitting there nodding, because Doral is talking about... She need to fill out some paperwork, NDAs, going over the things you can't talk about, which is pretty much everything you've seen, and anything you gathered about the what you got from the vault. They'll let you know when it's going to be public knowledge, and you can talk about it. Talking about how they're going to be delivering the money for it. She and Spectre have kind of gone back and forth on some details of it, like, getting to where if they are able to replicate the engine they get the percentage of sales from it like it's a small percentage but it could be pretty impressive they reach a mostly agreement Doral still needs to go get it approved but pretty solid start it's like alright well all the paperwork is going to be in a room off of the docks so we can go get that taken care of I will send you the finalized version of the deal as soon as it has been approved and let's get you back on our way, shall we? Sounds like a plan. Alright. And as she says that, an alarm starts going off. Farida looks at the camera. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. 
If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Toiber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashen Forged. Victor, I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Mylena Sorel, the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.